on this blessed Christmas day, teach us what it means that the word became flesh. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. A blessed Christmas day to you all, friends. A little boy was frightened one night during a big lightning and thunderstorm. And rather terrified, he, he came out from his room and he, he cried out, Daddy, I'm scared. Now, his father was not really wanting to get out of bed, so he called back, Don't worry, son. God loves you and will take care of you. There was a moment of silence. And the little boy then said, I know God loves me, but right now I need somebody with skin on. Well, friends, at Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation of Christ, the day God took on a human body. In other words, Jesus, born in Bethlehem, is God with skin on. John 1, verses 1 and 14, once again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You see, the miracle of Christmas is that the Holy Spirit caused Mary to become pregnant, even though she had had no intimate relations with any man. And then when the time had fully come, Mary gave birth to the most unique baby of all, God with skin on. Of course, the circumstances were anything but normal that first Christmas night. Far from home, an overcrowded little town, no room in the inn, only a humble stable available, and right there where animals stayed, the word became flesh. A few moments ago, we sang those wonderful Christmas words of incarnation. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. You see, what makes Jesus absolutely unique among anyone, everyone else is that he is fully God and fully human at the same time. You may be familiar with a phrase that is uh, used in various uh, situations, and the phrase is having skin in the game. Skin in the game. It's a phrase that originated in the world of business and finance. It has to do with making a significant investment into something that demonstrates your willingness to take on the risk for that venture, whatever it may be, having skin in the game. The phrase has spilled over into the realm of politics and athletics and other aspects of our regular world world life as it is. Well, you might say that Christmas 
is all about God having skin in the game and making the most important investment of all. I came across a story of another person who had skin in the game. It took place in what is now the state of Hawaii. Have you ever heard of the island of Molokai in Hawaii? It has quite a history. And you have to go way back to the late 1800s to really understand its significance. You see, back in those days, in the, in the late 1800s, there was no cure for the highly contagious and deadly disease called leprosy, a disease that would attack the extremities of the body, the ears and the toes, the the nose and the fingers. It was a horrible, dreadful disease, which today, thankfully, is curable. But it wasn't back in the 1800s. And so in order to keep the disease at bay, in order to keep it from spreading and creating an epidemic, The U.S. government would send lepers to a colony on the island of Molokai where they would be secluded and isolated from those who were not infected with the disease. Well, back in those days in the late 1800s, there was a young, brave Catholic priest named Father Damien. He was a man of of great compassion for those who were hurting or were distraught. Well, in 1873, Father Damien moved to the island of Molokai. That's what it looks like today. And he volunteered to spend his life serving the people who were secluded on that island. When he arrived, he was rather startled to see people who were not only suffering physically, but also socially and emotionally and spiritually. In the leper colony, he saw terrible conditions. He saw extreme drunkenness. He saw immorality and abuse and an overall sense of hopelessness among the people. What he saw were people who who desperately needed to know the answer to a question that I guess everybody asks, where is God? They needed God's presence in their life. And so in 1873, Father Damien lived among the 700 lepers. And he did so knowing the dangers, realizing the inevitable results of so much personal contact with a highly contagious disease. While he was there, he helped build hospitals, clinics, and churches. And unfortunately, he also built some 600 coffins. And the whole while he was there, he was giving them the answer to that question. Where is God? And whenever a church service was held, he could stand up in front of the lepers and he would warmly and lovingly address them as, my dear brethren, my dear brethren. But then one morning in the year 1885, at the age of 45, In a calm, clear voice, instead of saying, my dear brethren, he began with, my fellow lepers, I am one of you now. You see, it was out of love that a humble priest became one of them. Out of love, 
He gave those lepers a gift that would change their life for all of eternity. He shared with them the answer to that ever-present question, where is God? And the only way that he could give them the answer was by becoming one of them. Father Damien quite literally had skin in the game and took the risk for the benefit of the people. Well, in the little town of Bethlehem, God put skin in the game in order to save the world. I like the story of one of the ancient kings of Persia who loved to mingle with his people in disguise. He'd he'd dress up like a common person. And one time he was dressed as a rather poor man and he descended the long flight of stairs to the tiny, dark, and damp cellar where the fireman who, who was seated on ashes was tending the furnace to keep the fire going to warm the palace. The king sat down beside him and began to talk. At mealtime, the fireman produced some coarse black bread and a jug of water, and they ate and drank together. The king went away, but returned again and again, for his heart was filled with sympathy for the lonely man. And over time, they became very good friends as time passed. And at last, the king thought, I'm going to tell him who I am and see what gift he will ask. And so he did. But the fireman didn't ask for a thing. The king was rather astonished and said, don't you realize that I can give you anything, a city, a throne? The man gently replied, I understand, your majesty, but you have already given the greatest gift a man could receive. You left your palace to sit with me here in this dark and lonely place. You could give me nothing more precious. You have given yourself, and that is far more than I could ever deserve. In the incarnation of Christ, God came and made his dwelling among us. He left the palace of heaven and came down into this world precisely to demonstrate his love for you and for all people. A missionary teacher was serving a school in Africa And one particular boy listened very carefully as his teacher explained why Christians give presents to each other on Christmas Day. The gift is an expression of our joy over the birth of Jesus and our friendship for each other, she explained. Well, when Christmas Day came, the boy brought the teacher a seashell of lustrous beauty. Where did you ever find such a beautiful shell, the teacher asked. And the young boy told her that there was only one spot where such extraordinary shells could be found. And when he named the place a certain bay several miles away, the teacher was left speechless. Why? Why why, why it's gorgeous and wonderful, but... You shouldn't have gone all that way to get that gift for me. And with his eyes brightening up, the boy answered, long walk 
part of gift. Long walk part of gift. Friends, God came from heaven to a manger and then one from a manger to a cross and from a cross to the grave and from a grave back to heaven. And we might ask, why all this trouble, God? And I think God would say to us, long walk, part of gift. The birth of Jesus is absolute proof that God has skin in the game for your sake and mine. How did John say it? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You know, if you think about it, throughout his whole ministry, Jesus had skin in the game. He dwelt among people. He got involved in people's lives. He lived for three years with 12 disciples, training them in the ways of the kingdom of God. And he reached out with genuine compassion and love to those in need. He healed with his hands, the blind, the deaf, the mute, the disabled. He comforted the bereaved and he restored the brokenhearted. And then when his time reached its fulfillment, Jesus showed us just how much skin he had in the game as he gave his life on a cross for the world, as he died for you and for every person on this planet. You see, at the cross of Calvary, Jesus took on all the risk And he willingly died in our place, all for the greater result, the greater outcome of his investment, if you will, that you and all who trust in Jesus might spend eternity with him in heaven. What greater investment could there be? Christmas is about God putting skin in the game. But you know, Christmas is also a time for us to recognize that we are to put skin in the game as well. For we are the hands of Jesus in the world today. It's through us that the world is changed. You know, very early on, the first followers of Jesus were called Christiani. Christiani, we say Christians today. Originally, it was a a term of of mocking and, and derivation. We are called Christians and we take that name proudly and the name Christian means little Christ. Little Christ. Our calling as Christians is to be little Christ to the world, to incarnate Christ to people around us today, to reach out to others with the compassion and care of Jesus in order to make a difference. So, Let me ask you, do you want to impact the world for Jesus? Then show them Jesus in yourself. Let them see in your life that God really does have skin in the game. And after showing them Jesus, then tell them about Jesus. Tell them the story of God putting skin in the game in that little town of Bethlehem so very long ago. 
we sang the beautiful words. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. A blessed Christmas day to you all, friends. May Jesus be the heart of your Christmas. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes human understanding keep your hearts and minds in him who is the word made flesh. At this time, we receive the offerings for the Lord's work. Would you kindly also place your name and other information in the black registration booklet in the pew and pass that to your neighbor, please?
I invite you to stand. Thank you, Pastor John. I invite you to stand as we declare our Christian faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 